This is Brian. This is Mike. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week, we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones. But you'll have to wait your turn. And this week, the game is Steam Powered Giraffe the Card Game. That sounds really complicated. No, the game isn't that complicated. <laughs> it's not. And it's unusual that we're playing a game that's based on a musical group. A band, that's weird. I know. And we're actually going to talk to somebody from the group, like right now. Yeah. So last year I was in San Diego and my friends took me to Balboa Park. And while I was there, uh, there were all sorts of performers there. There were artists and, and magicians and things like that. And we came across this group called Steam Powered Giraffe. And I can't tell you how amazing they were. It was so fun watching them perform. And we're very lucky that we actually have one of them here with us today. Please welcome to Game Night Guys, David Bennett. Hi, David. Hi. How's it going, guys? Good, really good. We're glad to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. Now, Dave is David is known as the Spine in the group, correct? Correct. Tell tell us a little bit, like if people ask what is Steam Power Draft, can you kind of describe the group for us? Sure, I'll give you the basic uh, rundown that I tell people in the grocery store when we're in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we pretend to be robots and we play acoustic music. And uh, beyond that, we have, uh, you know, we do a little bit of improv comedy. Uh, we do acoustic shows, and uh, we also do uh, plugged-in stage shows that are a little more rocking. And uh, pretty much everything in between. We've done weddings and birthday parties, performed at uh, Legoland, uh, San Diego Zoo, Wild Animal Park. Uh, pretty much anything under the sun we, we uh, try to tackle. But basically, we're uh, robots. We're uh, actually humans in makeup pretending to be robots, and we play music, original songs. And your character is the spine, and your makeup is you're basically completely silver with some black accents. Who are the other members of Steam Power Giraffe? There is uh, my twin brother, uh, Christopher Bennett, and he uh, plays Rabbit, who is, uh, he's, he kind of uses a bronze, silvery makeup, so he's like a really, an older model robot, I, I guess. And uh, I guess he's the... Uh, He's one of the comic relief ones, whereas my character is the, uh, the straight man of the group who tries not to be funny all the time. Uh, he's uh, more of the, the wackier one. And then there's uh, John Sprague, who plays the John, which is a very original name, <laughs> <laughs> who was in uh, gold makeup. He has a little more of a Victorian look to him. And uh, he's actually wackier than Rabbit. So there's a, there's a pecking order there. There's... There's me, who's not as funny. Then there's uh, Rabbit, who's a little goofy. And then John's just completely off the wall and in his own world. So that's, uh, that's pretty much the rundown of the robots. And how long does it take you guys to put on all the makeup and the costumes and everything to get ready for your performances? Uh, well, now that we've been doing it for about uh, three years, uh, it takes us uh, each about uh, 30 to 45 minutes uh, You know, at a very uh, relaxed pace to get everything on. Uh, even though uh, John and uh, Christopher's are a little more complicated than mine, you know, we all roughly finish in about 30 to 45 minutes, and that includes putting on costume and, and getting ready. And we, we do it so routinely that we pretty much have it down to a, a science. <laughs> and how did you guys meet and um, form the group? 
Well, my brother and I met in the womb, and uh, ever since then. <laughs> and you yeah. say you're not the funny one, <laughs> right? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, someone had to take the straight one. I guess the character does uh, do funny stuff sometimes, but uh, but definitely, yeah. Uh, my brother and I uh, have been working together forever on pretty much everything. I mean, I guess that's it's a it's something special with being a twin. I mean, you know, your siblings, some siblings don't get along, but I guess being a twin, you don't really have a choice. You know, it's, it's, you're kind of growing up at the same time, going through pretty much the same stuff all your entire life. But, uh, yeah, we've always uh, worked together and, you know, you can always get a lot more done when you're, uh, working with some other person than you can by yourself. So, uh, uh, naturally we just always have done stuff together. Uh, but, uh, we met, a. John Sprague and Aaron Burke. Uh, Aaron Burke is our fourth uh, member who's no longer with the group. Uh, she played a female robot. We met him in uh, college, and uh, I was taking some theater classes. Uh, my brother was taking theater classes, and he actually met uh, John Sprague, the gold robot, in uh, a mime class. And uh, at that point in time, I, was, I wasn't too sure about miming and stuff like that. I was doing theater, musical theater, taking like guitar theory and a bunch of other musical stuff. And... Uh, they uh, asked me to come to their little performance at the end of the year, and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And most of it was kind of like, wow, this is stereotypical mime stuff. And <laughs> But it uh, really uh, struck me was because we did this robot scene, and I really fell in love with like just doing that. And I thought, I could never do that. But uh, they convinced me to take the class, and we've taken it like maybe a, a cumulative total of like five or four years, something around there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, and we've just really tried to hone... <laughs> All that. I mean, it teaches clown and stuff, and it's pretty much the only uh, movement art class that you can get in San Diego that encompasses mime and clowning and stuff like that. And we really took a lot from it. I mean, you know, you're, you can only get so much out of a class. You have to really put in the effort. And the teacher is great. He's a former mime at a seaport village. This is in San Diego. And, uh, you know, we really fell in love with the robot, and we wanted to do that. So we... Uh, I think John or and Christopher came up with the idea sitting down at Denny's. We don't eat there anymore because we're all organic now. But <laughs> at the time, we ate uh, at Denny's, and they were like, hey, we should go busk. And I was like, I don't know, guys. That's pretty uh, – I don't know if I can go out there and busk. I mean, we're not going to get much money or anything. And, you know, then we walked down to Bobo Park and just took a look at the Aldiax and that were elsewhere out there. And was like, yeah, we can do this. I mean, no one out here is doing anything, so – you really, you really day. stand out yeah. among all the other groups there. I have to say, like, I don't remember anyone else who was there <laughs> except for your group. Well, I, I think, I think we're lucky because in San Diego, there's, there's like maybe twenty magicians down there, and maybe some jugglers, and a bunch of people playing like uh, acoustic guitars. But yeah, I think we're pretty unique, at least in San Diego. If we went to San Francisco or something, we might be less unique. Uh, or even Europe, there's probably street performers that look just like us, like everywhere down the street. But <laughs> but even even there. still, I think your sound is very unique amongst you know everything. Because Brian uh, Brian has your album, and he let me borrow it a couple weeks ago, so I could kind of get familiar before we talk to you. And uh -huh. I can't I can't really even explain what kind of music it is. It's kind of a little bit of everything. It's kind of brand new and its own thing as well yeah i hear i hear a little folk i hear a little of like uh beatles harmonies i i hear like art rock from like the 70s and i i hear kind of like a cabaret thing when i listen to your music too well yeah you probably hit a hit the nail dead on the head right there uh we we love harmonies uh we're inspired by the beatles 
you know, Fleetwood Mac, uh, pretty much any, a lot of classical rock stuff. Um, even o- older stuff, we're just, we, we, when we had to pick a genre for our album, you know, we say folk and then rock, and I don't know if it's really folk rock, but we, we try not to be a one-trick pony. Like, we, we really like the folky music because that appeals to uh, a lot of people. I mean, we see all walks of life when we perform acoustically. Even at our stage shows, you'll get young kids all the way up to, uh, you know, grandparents, and they can always appreciate uh, the folky music. And, of course, we, we just have to uh, go into rock music and even more funkier stuff. Uh, which is probably some of our new stuff. So we're we're definitely trying to tread as much water as we can and sink our feet and in, in teeth into. It's a weird saying. Sink our feet and teeth into. <laughs> sink our feet and teeth into uh, a lot of different genres because you know we like all types of music and and unlike uh, other groups, there's not just one person who's creating the songs. Uh, all of us, including our uh, backup uh, uh, instrumentalist, uh, actually contribute to the making of the music. So we we get this nice variety and we try to just mix it together and we all work pretty well together so there's no like there's no real struggle it's just like a nice uh creative blend of uh, music that's cool and it shows too so in addition well, to being you know musicians and songwriters and and stage performers you're also very talented artists too because you've done the album artwork and you have a web comic is that right uh, correct. Uh, my brother and John are, are super like heavy artists. Uh, John really likes working with uh, real media paints and watercolors and stuff like that. And uh, my brother does a lot of digital media right now. He's like always doing commissions. He does stuff for advertisements and stuff like that. He's constantly uh, working and drawing. And I'm not too much of a drawer myself. Uh, I do graphic design and web design, but all of our uh, work together, you know, we don't outsource any of the... Uh, work for logos or anything my brother and i were working at a uh a print shop for a while it was an actually an advertising agency so we have a lot of graphic design knowledge and stuff so we just basically put that to use and i was designing websites for a while so we're like you know we could pay someone to have a really nice one or you know i can make a decent looking one that's fine so (laughs) we kind of just uh threw all our talents together and everything that we do is pretty much in the group and uh john and christopher definitely i mean their art is amazing and you know we all like it and we just want to incorporate all their talents into the group so we're like well we're gonna have an album we might as well throw a booklet in there that has your guys's art like based on each song and you know i we basically think oh what would we like to see in an album and we're like well let's put that in there so yeah we you know we collaborate uh my brother and i do a lot of the graphic design and uh john and chris do pretty much all the artwork and uh, speaking about the webcomic that you uh, mentioned, uh, my brother has been doing a few webcomics. None of them he's uh, real, really taken off with. He's just kind of, you know, been dabbling in, in doing a, a bunch of different webcomics. But uh, he created a Steam Powered Giraffe one. We actually all sat down uh, and discussed it because we were gung, gung-ho about... Gung-ho? Gun, gung-ho. <laughs> gung-ho. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> about uh, actually making a, the story. We've always had like a... A rough idea of of the robots uh mythology and how they came to be and we kind of just sat down one day and came up with a basic uh, storyline and it's been evolving over time because uh you know i guess like most uh other stories you know i i guess uh the writer of lord of the rings you know went back and changed his books for consistency sake but right. uh uh you know that's kind of what we do it's not like we're well super well known so we're keeping basically the story the same and the webcomic is 
definitely opening up uh, even more story potential because there's uh, storytelling mechanics and stuff. You can tell it through the eyes of a visitor to the mansion where the robots live and stuff. And it's actually really fun. I mean, we're basically doing everything that we could possibly have ever wanted to do since we were kids. And uh, Steam Power Draft pretty much encompasses all that, or at least we try to make it. And since we don't take ourselves too seriously, I think uh, we can get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So to kind of bring it back around to what Game Night Guys is about, you guys actually made a card game at some point. Correct, correct. And we have it here. And we're going to play it in a few minutes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> now, Mike and I have talked about this before on our show. We don't have a lot of experience playing, I think, this type of game. Would this be under the sort of uh, role-playing game? You know, uh, it uh, took inspiration from, like, Magic the Gathering and uh, Pokemon card games. Right. I'm not a big uh, card game uh, person myself, but uh, we didn't actually have a, uh, the capabilities to do an album uh, uh, a few years ago when we made it. And we're like, well, let's see. Well, who, what can we make that people would like? And since we had access to a print shop where we were working at the time, uh, we could totally print out a, a bunch of uh, cards and cut them by hand, actually. so. Oh, wow. We, uh, yeah, so you can kind of see the... Uh, it's the quality of the cuts and stuff is really crappy because we used this really old, old uh, giant uh, industry cutter and it wasn't very accurate. But uh, yeah, we uh, we all, we put them in by hand and it was probably a, a hell of a lot of work and and no one bought the card game. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we, we still have two out of the hundred we made and and it's been uh, several years now and. Uh, you, who would think of that? No one would want a, a card game off a band. They'd rather uh, they'd rather buy an album. That's I don't know a weird. lot of bands that make their own card games. <laughs> You're right. So I guess it's pretty unique in that sense. But we did it because uh, we had and we we had the uh, the tools available to us, and it it, uh, it cost us a little bit of money, but uh, definitely not as much as making an album. So we, we did it for fun, basically. I mean, I came up with all the rules. I tested it with uh, my brother and showed it to everyone else, and they're like, "Here, now you guys uh, make some art for it." and and uh, let's uh, let's print this thing. <laughs> and you were mentioning there was a group in San Diego that get, still gets together and plays the game. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, there, there's actually a few of them. And uh, we have a, a fan form, kind of like a, a fan club. I guess we eventually made it official. But uh, And there's a group of, uh, I guess there's a form section on there that uh, actually has like uh, meetings where people get together and play the card game. It, uh, it can't be too many people because we know there's less than 100 uh, out there. But uh, some people have come up to us and say, yeah, we played at the at this coffee house like all the time. And, and he beat me. And, oh, you should probably fix this rule. And I'm like, yeah, well, when we revive it, yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, the cards but, uh, are beautiful. Um, your brother and John Han, Han draw, drew every single one of these cards. Uh, yeah, you know, th th there's art on each of them uh, that they uh, designed, and uh, I did a few graphic design work on it, and we kind of just uh, merged it all together and into uh, what we thought a, <laughs> a card would, a card game should look like. <laughs> uh, thinking about it now, the years there was probably a bunch of things we would change. Uh, the art styles definitely changed uh, with our comic book and stuff, but uh, at the time, you know, we were we never really anticipated. Uh, having someone interview us about the card game. <laughs> <laughs> We're first. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think uh, the the first thing we noticed is a blaring uh, typo in, like, one of the cards, and we're like, okay, we'll have to send a, send something out on our website about this. <laughs> and 
since it's less than 100, it's pretty easy to control uh, who actually has the rules. And, you know, we got, we got a few emails about, like, what does it mean here? And like, oh, well, that was a typo and uh, stuff like that. But, well, well, we have two. So two, uh, two out of the 100 are accounted for. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, the, that's definitely the way, the, the way to play it. Most people say playing with one deck just isn't that as fun. But uh, other people say that playing with two decks is even worse. But I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I have played it, though, but it, and actually not in a few years now. So it's... Uh, I think I have one. I'm actually looking at one right now. So really, this is a collector's item then at some point. It, uh, yeah, well, we'll probably never make a, any more of it. it. It's not very cost-effective, and it would cost us a lot more now that we don't have access to a print shop and can't sneak in uh, side jobs you know, at midnight. <laughs> and you guys are going to be in Tucson in March, is that correct? Uh, yeah, this is correct. Uh, we're going uh, to a Wild Wild West Con. Uh, we were hired to perform at one of their VIP dinners and a few other... Uh, events for the i think it runs from the third to the sixth of march and that's at the uh old tucson studios in arizona and uh i've actually never been so it'll actually be quite the event mixing a cowboy with steampunk and i think we'll all get on our duster coats and cowboy hat <laughs> and, uh, robot up at that place because well i'm uh, actually going to be there um when i heard that well, you guys were going to be there i was telling a friend of mine at work and she she loves your music as well and so we're gonna take the trip to tucson to see you guys perform one day well awesome it'll be nice to uh, meet you in person again cool. yeah that'd be nice. let's say that somebody listening wanted to buy your album uh where can they find you on the internet well they can visit our website at www.steampowergiraffe.com uh we have links to our itunes uh album and uh they can also order a physical CD directly from us, which uh, is actually a special treat because it comes with that uh, 12-page art booklet that has the art and the lyrics for each song. We are a new addition to our recent run. Uh, has uh, its own uh, pocket for that uh, booklet. Great. And we're actually going to give one of your albums away to our one of our listeners. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully that's less of a burden to them and more of a winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Nice talking with you guys. So the game is pretty easy. I've looked it over. It's um kind of a... What category would you put this in? Kind of role-playing game, card game? It's that Magic the Gathering. We don't really know what to call that. Card, See, it's deck, card deck game. Whatever. It's hard for me to compare this to that game because I don't really know how that game is played. Well, so I, I mean, it's, say, it's of that same... This character can do this kind to of. your character. Right. With this like card. you have cards that you play and they give you specific actions <laughs> or something. It's Pe not like, you know, memory. Right. It's not like rummy. Or solitaire. Right. It's not a game like that. Uh, the deck basically consists of four types of cards. There right. are robot cards and these are like your warriors on the field. And you're going to use those to destroy your opponent's robots and ultimately shut down their factory. Right. And then you have item cards that are used to aid your robots and yourself in battle. Mm -hmm. And then there's energy cards. These cards come in steam, electricity, and bread, and they're spent to use your robot's abilities. Is that bread like food or bread like money? I think, <laughs> I don't know. Energy cards. Let's look. See if there's a logo. Energy, electricity. There's not a lot of bread up in my deck. Oh, there are only two bread cards. Oh, I'm having trouble. I found Jenny the toaster. Oh, maybe the toaster needs bread. 
I'll bet you that's what it is. Really? That would be awesome. Like the toaster. Yep. It's toast r- shot. She does a toast shot. And to use the toast shot, you have to have one bread card. It's recently come to my attention that I like toast. <laughs> <laughs> Should you maybe explain that, Brian? Yeah, um, it's bread like Wonder Bread. Around, when was it, the holidays? I discovered the wonderful actor... Drew Drogi, and he does these awesome videos on YouTube where he plays Chloe Sevigny from Big Love. Yeah. And there, I, I can't really, much like Steam Powered Ref, I can't really describe these videos, but they delight and tickle me <laughs> greatly. And we'll link to them in our show notes. He does a funny impression of her. It's not really just of her, but it's sort of like a character. Of a caricature. Right. Of her. And of Hollywood in general. True. Where it's like, I recently discovered my admiration of toast at the International Exchange of Ideas, <laughs> sponsored right. by Acura, Prilosec, and Gogurt Squirts. We also have gear cards, which we need to mention. These cards represent the health of your robot. So um, when you lose these, your robot is dead. So how do we play, Brian? Well, we each have a card deck, and we remove the factory card and the 14 gear cards. And then we shuffle our deck. Your factory can't be attacked as long as you have a robot on the playing field. So in your, since we both have our own deck, we each have our own factory card, like you said. We're going to put that out. And our factory can't be attacked as long as we have robots on the playing field to kind of protect it. Right. And so setting up, you said we're going to remove all of that. And we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first. All right. Do you, you want to do coin? it? All right. <laughs> Brian tends to cheat on coin flipping, so... I do not. <laughs> heads. So if it's heads, you go... I go first. Tails. What the... You cheated. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. We start the game by... Uh, we each have a deck, and we shuffle those cards. Mm-hmm. And then we draw seven of them. Okay. Should we do that now? Yeah, why not? Okay. I don't have a robot, so I have to redo. Right, so you look at your cards, and then if you don't have a robot, then you have to uh, put your hand back into the deck, reshuffle them, and draw seven cards again. A turn for each player consists of three phases. Draw phase, action phase, end phase. In the draw phase, you draw a card. You should have a maximum of eight cards in your hand then. If you happen to draw a card and you have nine, then you have to discard one of the cards face up in your discard pile. Once a player has drawn a card, the action phase begins. During this phase, the player can complete up to two actions from this the following. Activate, use ability, use item. When you activate, you place a robot card from your hand onto the playing field in front of your factory. In the the robot isn't active yet. You can't activate it until your next turn. Right. So you can't use the card. It can't be attacked or anything until it's actually active on your next turn. And then once it becomes active on the start of your next turn, you place a specific amount of gear cards from your gear card pile next to the now active robot card. And the amount of gear cards you place depends on the HP of the robot card. And it says on the little robot card how many gear cards it requires. And HP is... Oh, hip hacker. (laughs) Simply place the same number of gear cards as HP number. And unlike any other actions, you can only do this once per turn. Right. So you can't activate, you know, four robots per turn. Each robot card then has a couple of abilities written on it. For example, 
uh, like we mentioned before, the Jenny the Toaster, she can do a toast shot, which she throws a piece of toast at the other players and deals one damage to another robot. And so to do that, an energy card is required, and I just look at the little card, and it tells me what energy card is required. In this case, it's a piece of bread. Um, I can also do an electric toaster bomb, which requires one energy and one electricity, and rabbit has to be in the playing has to be on my side and it deals three damages to any other robot and after that it says also that jenny's dead so i have to get rid of her and rabbit is one of the robots yes the use item action has a player playing an item card in their hand and the card's directions are followed and then the card is discarded unless otherwise stated on the card players may use the use item action more than once so in your turn you can use Two items if you wanted to. Right. And these are like the heal and things, correct? Yeah. Amongst other things, but like. They age a robot and yourself and battle. Yeah. So like I have a mandolin that I can equip to John and using that, using my robot's abilities then don't cost any energy for my turn. Right. Stuff like that. Just little perks. So from the list of the three actions, a player can execute any number of different actions during his or her turn. They can activate and use ability. Activate and use item, usability and usability, usability and use item, <laughs> use item and usability, and use item and use item. That's kind of hard to say. And every time I say usability, it sounds like I'm saying one word. Usability. usability. Totally. Not use an ability. Yeah. I This part right here is totally confusing to say and hear, but I totally get it. Do you uh, get it? This I, little list that you just read? Yes. Okay, good. And players may only complete two actions per turn, don't forget. We said earlier, no matter what, though, a player may only activate one robot card per turn. But you could have as many robots as you want on the playing field. Right. And then you end your turn. Yeah. Robot cards are destroyed once they have no remaining gear cards left. Then this card and all of its equipped cards are discarded into your discard pile. And winning the game is once a player has attacked another player's factory... With a robot card's ability, the game is over, and the player with the surviving factory is the winner. Winner, winner! Chicken dinner. You ready? Yeah. But I don't feel like saying it this week. Um, somebody has to. Hi, this is the Spine from Steam Powered Giraffe. Let's kick this pig! I am going to start with an actual Steam Powered Giraffe. He has five hit points. Wow. And he also has the ability to shoot machine gun fire. Oh, these I don't put the hit points out yet till my next turn. Remember? Right. He has the ability to shoot machine gun fire, liquid fire breath, and also an electric field blast that deals damage to every one of my enemies on the playing field. Wow. What's the age of the steam power trash? Worst episode ever. I feel like a <laughs> comic book guy. He doesn't have an age, actually. He Mm. weighs, he is 60 feet tall, and he weighs 301 tons, but he has no age. Oh. I'm going to play Upgrade, which is the member of Steam Power Draft who is no longer with them. (laughs) Like, she's dead. (laughs) She's not dead. She's super cute, too. She's really cute. We were watching, we watched a YouTube video of them an interview with them when they were out of makeup. And that was kind of interesting to see because they, they have a very distinct look when they're in makeup. And it's like, 
They look very serious makeup. It. It's not like, oh, she put some eyeshadow on and, yeah. you know, wears funky lipstick. Her face is covered in makeup. Yeah. And when she was out of makeup, she looked like a completely different person. Yeah. So I'm playing upgrade and upgrade can recharge and short circuit. She also weighs 822 pounds. I'm guessing you have one. No. <laughs> Do I look fat in this? Oh, wait, wait. Did you draw a card? No, you don't have Yeah, you do at the beginning of your turn. You should have eight cards when you're playing. So you didn't draw one and I didn't draw one. Oh. All right, now it's your turn. So I draw again. Draw again, yes. Three, six, seven. So I should have eight at the beginning of every turn. Correct. Okay. So his HP, the giraffe here, has five. So three, four, five gear cards next to him. To protect my precious factory... Okay, I'm going to do something to you. Oh, I can't I can't even do anything to you yet. No. Um, but if I had some sort of ability, I could use an ability, but I don't. It's really weird seeing you without glasses. I don't know why. <laughs> I've seen you without glasses before, but it's kind of strange today. Um, when I met you, I wasn't wearing glasses. That's true. That is true. My children at work... I don't have kids, but my kids at work hate it. It's kind of like when dad shaves his mustache off and the kids are like, what's wrong with your face? Oh, so they were like, Mr. Mike, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Is it my turn then? Yeah. Well, I have eight cards in my hand. That's okay, right? I don't have to discard. No, you have to discard something. I thought it was if you have nine, you have to discard. Well, the next turn, you'll have to discard something then. Sure. Okay. Or use something. Right. All right, so I'm going to put four gear cards next to upgrade. That's the gear card. And that's all I can do at this point, right? Uh, No, you can do two things on your turn. Because you activate and then you can do, you can use an ability if you'd like. She has the ability to recharge, but she's not hurting yet. You can also short circuit. All right, so if I... Oh, I can't. I don't want to do anything then. Okay, Okay. I'm fine. All right, that's fine. (laughs) Fine with me. All right, I'm going to put this guy down. Oh, I'm going to pick one up. I'm going to put down upgrade. I'm also going to... How many cards do you have in your hand now, though? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, you needed to discard one, though. I I don't, because my turn's not over. No, you at the beginning of your turn, if you draw a card and you have nine cards, you have to get rid of one. So you have eight cards during play. Okay. Normally, you would have seven. Got you. I'm going to do one deal of damage to all... Where do I put these Um, when I use them? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. I guess in your discard pile, maybe. I never use them again? Nope. Okay. So I'm going to do one deal of damage to you. Okay. Do I do it? Do I, like, take your damage off? So that's one thing I can do. And then I'm also going to stop there. Okay. (laughs) Bring a little sequence into this game. Remember sequence? I do remember sequence. What happens when you do that? Oh, you just discarded. (laughs) I did. And this is going to be the dumbest move, but I'm going to do it anyway. I equip to a robot, but the card does nothing. (laughs) <laughs> with a cowboy hat yeah 
It does nothing. <laughs> does nothing. That's weird. But it's cute. It, it is. is a dang cute cowboy hat. None of them wear cowboy hats, though. But they all wear hats. Well, they're not cowboys. They're robots. Yeah, but if that's the thing we're going to say, why is he wearing a tie? He's a robot. Because why am I talking like that a lot tonight? <laughs> because they're fancy robots. So I'm going to pick up one card and I don't have eight, so I'm good, right? How many cards do you have in your hand right now? Five. You should have eight cards in your hand. <laughs> why? When I use those three, I have to pick up three? When I use the three energy cards? Oh, I guess not. I'm very confused by this. <laughs> this game is not our out of not our type of game. Yeah, it's not. We're getting better at it though. This is much better than Cookie Foo last week. We were very confused on Cookie Foo. That confused the heck out of me. And I think other people were confused too, but I don't think that was I know of at least one listener that was also confused by our episode. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple others. Probably. The game was kind of hard to follow, and that could have had to be that could have been due in part by the tour guides so it was hard to follow because two numbskulls were trying to explain i accept that responsibility (laughs) or that is it my turn wait we talked too much hold on focus give me a second i think it's my turn no i haven't finished my turn okay i don't know that i have anything to do but i haven't even looked oh yes i have to give her her hp for and then I also would like to... Oh, that's all I can do. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're knocking. Your neighbors are going to open their door. Look around. Probably. And you can't attack me next turn. But the turn after that, oh, you wait. <laughs> so what do we do if we run out of cards in our hand? I, I, I think that's the problem I have with these games. I don't really get them. There's a lot. I mean, it is. I like a game where I know I'm supposed to have, like Jen Rummy, I'm supposed to have this number of cards in my hand at all times. Can I explain to you what a difference between a Jen Rummy and a game like this is? Please do. Jen Rummy has a set of rules that we're going to explain, we're going to learn, and we're then we're going to go play. We might have to refer back to the rules every once in a while, but pretty much you get the rules, we play the game. This, the rules are very complex, and it's hard to... There's no way we're going to learn what upgrade the robot does and her abilities. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to constantly be reading to figure out what a, she can do. We have to constantly be thinking about how many gear points are here. and how You know what I mean? It's like an ongoing learning thing. I'm sure eventually, after playing for a few months, we could get this and we wouldn't right. need to memor- we'd have everything memorized but and some of our listeners like playing games like this yeah they do like um i don't know if necessarily magic the gathering is one of them but i, th- I think there's other games like this oh i know there are i, just I can't don't think know of them. any names of them. i don't know any names it's is not the like- battlestar galactica card game like that i've heard about that i didn't know there was one i think um our listener scott had has mentioned that one before on his game nights battlestar galactica Based on the TV show. Correct. I'm surprised I knew it was a TV show. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, let me finish my turn. Um, I'm going to play the wrench card on the giraffe, which gives me one gear point back. Okay. And I'm also going to play this electricity card. Okay. Two electricities on upgrade. Which means I take 
two damage points from your robot. Okay. And then you can't attack upgrade on your next turn. Okay. We're get, I'm getting dangerously low on cards in my hand. I know. Um, okay, I'm going to heal one robot by two gears. So I'm going to heal upgrade my only robot that's defending my path factory. I really have a sucky hand, I'm going to say that. Mike, what's new with you? I, um, I'm super single right now. <laughs> I've been single, but like, I'm kind of gotten rid of all my little side projects, if you will. Does that bother you? No, it feels good. Okay. They were just kind of like small side projects that I was working <laughs> on and... Some panned out and some didn't. And some had a meth habit. <laughs> oh God! Um, I see. This is how I'm gonna get turns. Uh, get cards though. I can't do anything, so I pass to you. So now I have four cards. Next oh, okay. time I'll have five. So I guess when you have low a low number of cards, you're gonna get more by doing nothing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna play my elephant. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Why is that dirty? I don't know. Cause you they, can make anything dirty if you I wanted really, to. I could. I really could. Like, ooh, candle. Uh, <laughs> just put air quotes on it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you like our calculator? Oh, <laughs> <gasps> I know what's new with me. I got a Craigslist misconnection. Remember? Oh right. <laughs> So, so well, let me start and then okay. you take over. So, <laughs> and we all do this. We all enjoy, I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm not the only one. I've, I look at misconnections. We all like all looking the at the misconnections to see how hilarious they are. And in fact, um, several years ago I had sent one into the daily purge and Rob read it. He didn't know who I was then though. Sure. Um, that was a really funny one. <laughs> I've read them from time to time. I found ones that were like, oh, I was, it's not about me, but like I was in that grocery store around that time or right. I and, know that guy who works at And some of the wherever. things that people say are just balls out funny, you know? Yeah. So I was reading and I, I read this one and it said something about barista at Starbucks. Location where Mike works. Right. And basically said, your name is Mike. <laughs> it, no, it does say my, yeah. Mike. Totally. And so I forwarded it to Mike and I said, um, I think this is about you. <laughs> and there was like some weird details in it too, like drives a white car. Um, so drive through whatever. Right. So like I could really narrow it down to like five people. Right. And this person said like, I want to talk to you more or something. And you were on the fence about emailing. No, I almost didn't want to email at all. Right. What changed your mind? Well, I wrote on my blog about it and like, 15 comments were like um what do you have to lose just email right don't be a pussy man up yeah <laughs> don't be a pussy man up same thing oh god bleep and then um so i emailed last week and i got no response <laughs> i know that's very odd well okay so i narrowed it down to like five people it could be and of those five half of them it's just really good customer service that I give them. And so maybe 2.5 of them you wouldn't want to date. There's one guy that's like, <laughs> okay. okay. So he's kind of like it. Uh, so there's two guys. Absolutely not. One guy. Eh. Yeah. Two guys. Yes. Kind of. I mean, I'm kind of, there's a lot of people I see every day. So it's hard right. to really like really narrow it down to. And it's your job to be nice to people. 
pretty much I'm nice to everybody. Right. You know? So Well, I mean, I have a friend who does that too. Like anytime like a service individual is nice to him, he falls in love and I'm like, dude, it's his job. Right. But he said, thank <laughs> he, you. He's a waiter. <laughs> Did you see that? He's, he asked me if I wanted more or something. <laughs> he said, can I get anything else for you, hon? <laughs> no, I get it. So basically nothing. It's still a connection that is missed. So nothing to add, but kind of an interesting spicy story. This maybe would be like coffee shop game would you play this at a coffee shop probably like sit for a couple hours kind of game uno (laughs) i only have one card left i'm gonna do this oh wait i'm gonna put down the rabbit and i'm gonna put that which takes two away from upgrade who is now dead okay i can't do anything (laughs) so then i attack your factory with jenny with a piece of toast with a piece of toast (laughs) I brought you down with one piece of toast. <laughs> that was fun. That is fun. I, I still just, I, I don't think I get, I, I'm into these kind of games. I know? wonder if, and please people listening, tell us, is there one like role, I don't even know if this is called a role playing game. I think but it's is there, a, car, a deck building game or yes. something. Is there one very, very basic deck building game we should start with? Right. I'm curious. Right. Or are they all kind of complicated, wordy? Or are we just too doofusy to get any of them? I don't think doofusy is the right word. Too picture action oriented. I don't know. I think that we like having a set amount of roles and then we play the game. Totally. And these you have to, things happen along the way. A lot of things, not just like... And you have oh. to constantly read, and it's like you're just never really familiar with... what. I guess, I suppose, once you play this game more and more and more, you start to learn kind of like what Cookie Foo was. Totally. Like, you understand the moves and... But, like, think of Sorry. We're playing Sorry. What happens when I land on the little triangle and slide, but I don't want to slide mm-hmm. because it? I want to go into my safety zone? We can go... <laughs> We can go read the rules and we can figure it out. So there's some reading and learning as we go, but it's not like every card we play, we have to read three paragraphs to figure out what that card does. Right. It's a lot. Yeah. So thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think of this game? Um, I liked it, you know, for what it was. It was fun. In the grand scheme of deck building, I think this game, I mean, I don't have tons of experience to say that it's a good <laughs> deck building game, but it's good. Yeah. I liked it. I had fun with it. <laughs> I just said I don't have experience enough to say it's good, and then I said <laughs> it's good. There you go. We're going to be giving away <gasps> uh, Steam Power Giraffe's album entitled Album One to one lucky listener. Super lucky. And it has my favorite Steam Power Giraffe song on it as song number two called Clockwork Vaudeville. And, and on our show notes, there will be a link to that song, a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Good idea, Brian. And it'll be on our Facebook page as well. And on our Twitter. And on our Twitter. And on our LinkedIn and on our MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in order to enter the contest, you can do one of two things. You can either leave a comment on our website for the blog entry for this episode entitled Steam Power Giraffe, the card game. So just go to gamenightguys.com, find the entry, like he said, and just click on comments and leave us something. Right. Or when we uh, tweet this episode on our tweet, Twitter account at Game Night Guys, you can retweet that episode and that will count as an entry as well 
only one entry per person will be considered, and this contest is going to run through March 5th, so right. do it. Right, so it's not going to be as long as the other contests we have. But um, And then you'll whoever wins will get this album. Chosen at random. Right. That's it for this episode of Game Night, guys. We want to thank David Bennett from Steam Power Giraffe for joining us. Links and show notes can be found on our website, GameNightGuys.com. Email us any of your suggestions at hello at GameNightGuys.com. Leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at GameNightGuys. And you can follow us individually. I'm at Mr. Mike Lawson. And I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. Join us and tell us about your game nights on Facebook at facebook.com slash game night guys. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Goodbye.